You are listening to the Teleperformance Podcast on Spotify. Hi, and welcome to the second edition of Teleperformance's exclusive podcast for Women's Equality Day. We are celebrating many of our outstanding leaders and speaking with them one-on-one throughout the month of August. My name is Audrey Thomas, Employee Engagement Coordinator and member of the Teleperformance USA TP Women Board, and I will be your host today. We're super excited to chat with today's guest and speak to him about his take on the stories and journeys of some of his female colleagues, as well as his view on how important it is to have strong female leaders. Today, we're going to hear from Steve Butowski, Director of HR. Steve has been with Teleperformance for a number of years, which he's going to share more on and has a tremendous amount of knowledge in the HR space. He's also had the chance to work with many female peers and has no doubt helped many overcome obstacles in their path to success. He's going to share some of the experience with us, as well as what advice he would give to females joining the HR workforce. So, Steve, before we get into um, some of the questions that I have for you, I do want to give you the chance um, to tell us a little bit about yourself. So, you know, how long have you been with Teleperformance? And then um, just a bit about your journey, you know, before Teleperformance, how you landed here, and what it is that has kept you here for such a long time, because I know that you've been with us for many years. Good. Okay, my name is Steve Batalski. I'm the Human Resources Director here, and I'm really, really happy to be here today. Um, it's I'm so happy to be asked to to talk um, as part of the series that, that we're presenting over the over the month. Uh, it's really given me a chance to kind of reflect back on my career and a lot about women in the workplace and their place in the workplace um, in the time that I've been in human resources. I started in human resources going back 20 years. I've been with the company probably either. 10 or 11 years now, I want to say. I'd have to go and CCMS and check my hire date, actually. Um, but it was about 20 years ago I was out of college. wasn't sure what I was going to do with myself. There was no track for human resources in college. There was no degree for it. It wasn't even part of the business piece. Um, and actually, when I started in human resources, it was called personnel. So it didn't even really necessarily have an identity that it has today. And it wasn't tagged. It was more administrative than anything else. Um, I was hired as a recruiter in a manufacturing uh, manufacturing facility, which was really cool. And I, I quickly realized that it was part of my passion. I really enjoyed um, working with the new hires and then working through the onboarding experience. I was with that company for a couple of years. It was a temporary position that I had taken. And then I landed my first position um, as a corporate recruiter um, in the cart rental space, actually, and it was on the retail side. And I actually ended up being with that company for about eight or nine years um, in different facilities and in different states. Did some time as a generalist um, and actually did kind of the world tour because I, I worked as a recruiter, I worked in payroll, then I as a payroll supervisor, then I worked as a generalist, and then finally as, a, as, as an HR manager, my first job building a shared service center out in uh, as an HR manager out in Texas for that company. Uh, the issue that I had at the time was they had moved me out from Florida to Texas and I wasn't necessarily in love with Texas. Um, I love the job, but I didn't love Texas. So when I had the opportunity, I came back to um, South Florida and soon after started working here for TP. I was uh, interviewed um, for the position by um, one of the folks from the North Lauderdale facility. Um, he was the uh, uh, VP over the facility at the time. And from day one, I love the company. I love the company. I think when he took me on a tour, it was that's one of the biggest facilities. It's one of the flagship facilities. 
And at that time, I want to say there were 2,500 employees. And when you're walking around a company with, with a vice president and there's 2,500 people and he's able to walk up to the agents and say their names and say hello, that was really impressive to me. And one of the reasons that I came aboard was it was so cool to come to a company that was big, but actually had a small company feel to it. And that's one of the things that I love most about this company. I would absolutely agree with that. I mean, the, you know, I started out in the Bristol site and it's not, not nearly as big as North Lauderdale, but it was from day one. Um, it was a family feeling. And I know some of that, like I was lucky, you know, I, I used to work at corporate sprint. And when I came in, there was several colleagues in that building, um, that also worked at corporate sprint with me. So I knew some people coming in, um, which helped, but I was immediately taken in by the rest of that site and it just became a family feel very quickly. So I know that um, you had got to watch last week when we were with Megan McGowan, who is, you know, one of our vice presidents of operations. And one of the things that we had talked about with Megan is um, in her position, you know, or, and I think it's in a lot of, you know, client services, client solutions, HR, things like that, um, or not, maybe HR, the the higher you go on the level of a lot of positions, we spoke about how um, it tends to get more masculine because the further you go up, the more and more men you have in leadership, um, which I do still think is true with HR as far as, you know, your level, director, things like that. But you mentioned a lot of admin work in HR. Um, and I think that in the coordinator positions and stuff like that, it is um, kind of more female dominated for this position. So I want to see if you can maybe share a little bit of your experience of what it's like leading a team that is mostly female. There, And I don't know, it's kind of interesting that you say that. And I was thinking about it too. And I, I think it's, you know, it's interesting because HR predominantly is, um, there are many females that seem to gravitate towards it. Um, and, you know, I don't know if it's the, you know, the, the feeling of the interaction with the people piece and that part of it, right, working with the folks, because there certainly is the analytical side to it, too. Absolutely, 150%. I can tell you that in leading a team, I, I was thinking about this quite a bit. What's it like to lead a team of mainly female employees? It's so weird, because when I look back at my career, it's kind of like I would have answered this completely differently 20 years ago. 20 years ago, they would have said, well, if you're leading a team of female employees that, you know, you need to, you need to cater to emotion, that would have been a common one. You need to cater to the emotion because they're more emotional versus analytical. You need to, um, uh, you're going to need to be prepared to um, provide for more time off, right? More work-life balance. Um, and that they're more on the feeling side versus the analytical side, right? And that's the way that you're gonna have to, and that's the way that you can manage. That's the way that you would successfully manage. And I would tell you that I like look at that today and kind of like throw it out the window, so to speak. It's not as simple as right brain, left brain, and women are, you know, um, creative, emotional, and men are analytical. It just doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Not to mention the fact that when you look at the female population, not every, not every woman wants to be um, in the world of work and wants to have a family. Some want to be more work dominated, some want to be more thing. And then when you look at your men, it's the same way. And why should it be different, right? Um, I would say the thing that I've learned the most is, is just to not, to take away the labels completely, whether it be 
you know, women, men, um, gay, you know, straight, uh, whether it be black, Latino, and look at the person because every person is different and your management style is going to change a little bit with every person that you work with based on their needs and where they're coming from, if that makes sense. So it to say that I yeah, to say that I lead a female team in any way, and, and it, I found it really fascinating that they would always say, well, the, you know, the women are more geared towards the, you know, towards the creative side and setting the other, because I know many, many women that are far better with the spreadsheet than I, and you and I know a couple of them very, very right. well on the analytical side, right? Um, other thing that I've noticed is um, I was actually doing some research is when you look at companies where um, boards have um, a strong presence of females on the board, a lot of times they perform better from a numbers perspective. So kind of interesting. So to me, at this point in time, it's kind of like throw it out the window and I just kind of look at everybody as to who they are, where they're coming from, and what's the best way to manage them. Does that make sense? It absolutely does. And I, I love that answer. And I think you hit a couple of things really good as far as, you know, for reasons back in the day, it was, you know, oh, they're more emotional, they're more this, they're more that. But, and, you know, I, HR has been one of those jobs that is primarily like nine to five. So if a woman was working, but she had a family, <clears throat> she needed that nine to five because she could be home to take care of the kids in the evening and stuff like that. Um, but that's just not always the truth. You know, that's just not always how it is anymore. And I'm sure it wasn't then either. It just wasn't as looked at. Um, you know, I, would have never back probably in my early 20s thought about going anywhere near HR. Um, but then as I became a mom and, you know, things like that, I think that there's also, there is the people piece of it. There's also the helping solve problems piece of it mm -hmm. um, that a lot of women gravitate towards. I think that's what pulled me, you know, more towards the HR and, you know, the years that I am now. Um, but I think that's a lot of really good points that you made is just take that, when you say, you know, what's it like to lead a team of mostly females, it doesn't matter if it's male or female. I'm going to lead my team based on how my people are. So I think that's great. Um, can you think of any times that, and this doesn't have to be on the team you have now or even with seller performance, but any time that you have seen a significant barrier that one of your female leaders or colleagues did come across um, that you were able to witness them overcome and how they did that. Yeah. And I don't know, I, a lot of times when I look at barriers, I don't even think about the things that like a company might put in front of us or society might put in front of us or whatever. To me, a barrier generally is something that I put in front of me that I have to get over. A lot of times it's something that if, if I make something a barrier, then it's a barrier, right? Um, I've had some amazing people work for me, I, and I'm very, very fortunate with the staff that I have now. And I, there's so many times that I'm just most proud of people when they when they take control of their lives and they take control of their careers. And so many people will ask for feedback. And I had one instance where an individual asked me for feedback with regards to you know um, their place in the HR world of work and where they thought I, they should. I thought that they should go with regards to next step career wise you know, so that they could possibly move, you know, up to the next level or to a management role. And it's, I love having those conversations because you really have a chance to kind of deep dive into, um, you know, into 
where the person's at and you can really make an impact and you can make a difference. But a lot of times people walk away from that and you give them feedback and it's something that they might not want to hear or it's something that might be difficult. And, you know, there was one individual that I spoke to, single mother, um, you know, oh, out there I on their own. Yeah, working, working all day during the day, you know, and then coming home, um, you know, and taking care of a child, which I, I can't even imagine. And I have, I have to be honest about where, where we go with regards to career pathing. And I said, if you're, you know, if you're really serious, you might want to consider, um, you know, professional, uh, you know, looking at some of the, um, you know, term and SPHR and this, and, and you might want to consider further your education in human resources, right? You know, you tell me as a single mother, where a single mother, you know, time is a, is, is a commodity, yeah. right? When are you going to find the time and to do this? There are many people that have the time that don't want to hear that they might want to consider to go back to school. And when I found out that this individual went back to school and they are going back to school, I was just, I know I was really proud of it. I was proud of them because there's a barrier. So many people would say, I don't have the time. I can't do it. You know, it's too much. And not this woman. She's like, you know what? I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to do it. And she's doing it. And it's amazing. I've watched um, people move up. And it's one of the things that I love about this organization. When you look at, you know, when you look at the makeup of the leadership, um, especially at the mid-management management level, I've had numerous um, people move into management roles, um, females, right, that have um, not necessarily degreed, but um, have gone to kind of the school of hard knocks or whatever you want to call it, or worked their way through the world of work um, and have just put themselves out there to the point where they've gained the respect of um, not necessarily just the employees that they're working with, but the leadership team, because that's critical, obviously, to, to bring them up into a, a, a new space and a management role, which has been really fulfilling for me. The most fulfilling part of my job, and I, I don't have children, never had, don't plan on it anytime soon. So to me, I kind of look at my ability to leave a mark on this world is what can I do to leave? What, how can I help others to develop? And when I see things like this happen, I feel good about where I'm at right now. And I feel good about the things that I, I do. It makes me feel good about me. Absolutely. And I mean, if you you can look back probably just the past six or eight months, um, you know, and how much, how many conversations me and you alone have had about um, barriers and things like that. Cause I will, as a single mom, I, a year ago, I was totally guilty of putting barriers in my own way. Like I don't have time to go back to school. I, you know, I'm content with where I am because it works with my life right now. Um, I don't have time to go and do this cause we have basketball practice, you know, things like that. But I did make the decision after several conversations um, with leadership, and you were one of those, that there were things that I had time for. I just didn't want to take time away from other things. But ultimately, what is best for me and my child and our future? And that's the things that you take that barrier out and you make it happen. I may miss a basketball practice, but, you know, because I'm working, but I don't miss a basketball game. I'm there for the important things. And I, I had to separate, you know, what is most important in both areas of my life. So yeah. I think that is a perfect example of that, um, what you gave us. So, and this may even play into um, that because you shared a lot of really good points as far as, you know, taking those barriers out of your own way and taking the, you know, a lot of other things out of it and just who is that person um, deep down. But 
if you were going to give, um, you know, a young woman that's coming into our company, um, especially related to the HR field, any type of advice, um, if, you know, you knew that their path wanted to lead to leadership, what do you think that the most important piece of advice for them you would have is? Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Don't think that um, hard work is is simply going to be recognized, right? Um, because the hard work that you're putting in, everybody is probably putting in. Everybody, it's very easy to come in and, and sit down at your desk. And I mean, the work is challenging, but to do your work and to work with the folks and do whatever. But it's another thing to put yourself out there when it comes to like opportunities, like being an ambassador on COTW, right? Or um, uh, or working with the engagement team on on projects that need to be driven, or any type of project that um, we have out there, um, and and making and putting yourself out there to the point where you're saying, you know what, I got this. This is cool. I love my job. I love my work. I got this. What else you got for me? And lead any project that you can, any project that you can, where you're guiding people. You might not be supervising them, but where you're guiding people, that is going to help you. Tremendously. Make sure that when you are in, um, uh, when you're working with folks in that capacity, do it at a professional level. Get ready for that next step. Um, and the next step isn't necessarily, you don't necessarily lead by friendship, right? Um, you want to make sure that you're, um, that you're leading by example. You want to make sure that you're professional with, with um, whoever you might be working with at all times. And don't be afraid to raise your hand for the tough stuff. Because honestly, that's the stuff that's going to get you recognized. I mean, if you want the standard, you know, the, the, the standard merit, the standard this, the standard that annually, then cool. Go in, do your job. That's fine. If you really want to be recognized for next level talent, then you have to do, then it's it's time to, you know, to take off the gloves and and, and really dive into a few things and, and make sure that you're, that you're putting yourself out there. That, and I would say a big one is volunteering for projects. The other thing is don't be afraid. Training people and mentoring people is a great way to learn leadership skills as well, right? Um, any place where you can be seen as the subject matter expert and you can provide guidance to people and you can provide feedback to people, those are invaluable tools um, for when you, for, for a leadership role. I absolutely agree with everything you just said. This is why me and you get along so well. We, uh, we agree and think a lot the, the same way because I love that you said something about don't be afraid to ask questions because you know me. You've been on many calls with me. I am the first one to be like, hey, um, I'm going to get on your nerves because I asked so many questions. But when you circle back around to me, I'm going to remember the answers to those questions. Right. So, exactly. <laughs> that is a big piece of it. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that is um, really the questions that we had for you today that we wanted to sit down and chat about. So I do want to first and foremost, thank you for coming on and being a part of this. Um, I know uh, you're also, because I don't think I mentioned it before, you're also a member of our TP Women Board. And it's, you know, we work together a lot on that, on many other things. So it's always uh, a great time when I get to sit down and chat one-on-one -on -one with you anyway, whether it's about work or anything else. So I appreciate that. Thank you. It was great being here today. And I mean, it's it's so fantastic to be a part of a company that has all these diversity initiatives. And I'm just so proud to be a part of TP Women and be an ally. Great. All right. And for everyone listening, uh, we hope that you have enjoyed this week's edition of our Women's Equality Day podcast. Um, again, I can't tell you how great it is to sit down and chat with um, leaders of the company like Steve and Megan last week. 
and continue these amazing conversations around just such important topics. Uh, be sure to tune in next Monday where we're going to hear from one of our leaders and client solutions. And then we'll be going every Monday through the remainder of August. Thank you and everybody have a good day. Bye. What about you? How did you like it? Go ahead and share this podcast. See you later. Teleperformance on Spotify. Feel the connection.